Oh, greetings there, Traveler. Welcome back to the end of the Seven Dies. We're one year older, little wiser. It's, uh, it's nice. It's weird to think that people have been coming by here listening to Wingover's little tales for like a, like a year. They're not little. Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, uh, I just want to say thanks. Thanks for coming by, Traveler. Really appreciate you just stopping by and being just such a great patron. Why don't you go over and back and hang out with old Wingover? Ah, greetings there, Traveler, and welcome. I see you're here to talk to me, Wingover Gimple, famous gnome bard, the one who's been telling the tale for a year. <laughs> oh, it feels good to have a birthday. How are you doing, Traveler? You have a... have a good day? I'm just gonna say yes. Look at you. You know what? Um, I said I was gonna go get an angel for uh, a Battle Bards person, but I wasn't able to get an angel, but apparently one of the city clerks, uh, Fira Darkdraft, she works for the city and also works for a Battle Bards, so... Come on, Fira, why don't you say something? Wingover, we are fining you 500 gold for numerous complaints about strange creatures coming from here, people from Battle Bards interns being attacked or being sent along with adventurers for only a third of the gold, so I do hope you'll be paying that back soon. Thank you very much. As for the rest of you out there, travelers, please come by BattleBards.com to enjoy amazing sound effects and music for your game at home. Put in the promotion code BALLAD7DICE and you'll get 15% off your subscription. Good day, Wingover. Wait, what? What the- what? Oh my goodness. I'm sorry I had to witness that, Traveler. Ugh, man. Dealing with people from the city is just so difficult. If I was in Lantern, this would be so much easier. Well, Traveler, we have a little bit of fan mail, and stick around at the end, for we have the bardic group Fate of Eisen. They are another wonderful group out there. They're going to tell you a lovely tale of the Apple Squadeth. That's quite the name, eh? So, do-do-do, fan mail. So, Travelers, this particular piece of fan mail it really spoke out to us, and being the one year and all that, we'd like to just give it a quick read because it meant a lot when we heard it. <clears throat> this one is from Dave of the Four Orbs, and it says, Fantastic. Period. Really fantastic. Period. Five stars. Not going to lie, I started off this podcast with low level of enthusiasm. It has low listenership, but the ones that did listen seem to have great things to say, so I pushed myself forward. Man, am I glad I did. They deserve so much more attention. I was pushing along through the intros and something really popped out at me during Ronnie's character introduction. Nothing big, just something so small and mentioned as a side note that it made it so apparent that this DM has made this story so realistic and plausible that I could immerse myself into the story. 
This is a fantastic actual play podcast with a wonderful story and a lingering evil that keeps you at the edge of your seat. The minisodes really bring the danger to life and help bring a cinematic feel. It helps you understand there's life beyond our four heroes. I'm not caught up, but I'm deep into this bard's tale, and I already know I will anxiously await new episodes once I'm current with the feed. That was just so nice. Just made us feel really, really good and warm and squishy inside. Well, travelers, let's see. We're off to a new arc, and this one is quite the doozy, and the title, I feel, will give a little bit of a spoiler, but it's, it's a nice little tease. Where we last left our heroes, they had just had something traumatic happen to them. They traveled through time. Time itself. And Borodon's holy symbol cracked as a result, and they felt something very powerful watching them. So let's join our brave heroes and see what happens in the Lithids Games Part 1. Hey, I'm Bright, and I'm playing Kalsar, the Tiefling Paladin, and Chosen of the Antifa. Hi, uh, I'm Humberto, and I'm playing Borden, Dwarven Cleric and Chosen of Time. I'm Evan, and I'm playing Ronnie, the Half-Elf Bard and Chosen of Chaos. Hey, I'm Robert, and I'm playing MZ, the Gith Yankee Ranger and Chosen. Previously on Ballad the Seven Dice. Our heroes had just made it back to New Dawn after a harrowing journey trying to make it to that caravan. When they returned to New Dawn, they were greeted by a doomsayer and quickly got into a bit of a conflict when Borodon did not wish to bow down to his rule. He did not believe in the power structure there and believed that he should not have to listen to such an orc. Could it be that he was angry that it was an orc who was ruling over him? Or was it just that there was someone higher than his position? Then, Bordon decided to do the most drastic thing he has done yet. He took them back through time. All four of them traveled back, up to the point where Doomsayer was just coming out to greet them. After they talked to him, told him what actually happened, and avoided any further conflict, they had all thankfully managed to avoid any other scuffle and got some magic items. Now, travelers, if you would, please join me for the Illithid Games, part one. And just as Doomsayer was leaving you guys, you had felt those eyes on you when you had turned back time. Borodon looked down at his holy symbol and noticed a large crack in it. You know, there's a silver lining to all of us, I just realized. I don't have to re be responsible for you two anymore. Be responsible for for us? Why? I mean, I understand Ronnie, but me? Well, because before you turned back time, I was supposed to be responsible for both you and Ronnie. No, that's not the case. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry, yeah. That's not the case anymore. Yeah, thank God, Dave. Yeah, no, no, that's good. No more babysitting. Yeah, I don't have to babysit you. How were you going to do that anyway? 
<laughs> by sticking a dog on you, apparently. How was I going to do it? Well, we have our ways. We? <laughs> yeah. But that, that's not a problem anymore. So, and, hey, another good thing. You guys are more powerful now. You have magical items, which means long term. I mean, we have a bit more of an edge. So, yeah, it's good. I guess, but I'm a little bit concerned about what happened to my holy symbol, though. Yeah, none of you guys noticed that. That's a that's a you problem. No, no, no. There is no you in this relationship, my friend. There is only us. You guys are stuck with me as I am stuck with you guys. Okay, I, I have to say... That... Suddenly Ronnie's looking like a pretty good guy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I always was. In the moment of pure greed and rage, I know that I may have not taken the right decisions you think? while I was hot-headed. But you have to understand that he wasn't being very considerate with us as well. Yeah. I mean, everything is fine now, at least on this dimension. Or whatever I do. I, seriously, I, I have no idea what I'm doing. An awkward mage walks up. Kind of leaves you guys. Hey, uh, whenever you're ready, I can send you back to Sanctuary. That'd be delightful, thank you. You just zap us there? Yeah. A bunch of people with really cool powers. I mean, there had to be a few of us that could just open portals. Why don't you just zap us to the damn caravan? Because we didn't know where exactly it would be. That was the point of Opus. Uh, so he holds out his hands, there's a little bit of crackling energy, and this portal opens. It's not as elegant or fancy as the ones Astoria or Elwyn makes. It's a little wobbly around the edges, but it's open large enough for you to walk through. And on the other side, you see the Chosen's main garden area. Perfect. Yes, I'm glad that we don't have to actually walk back. <laughs> because narratively, you guys constantly walking everywhere is really boring. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Thank God for what? So you guys walk through this portal, and the portal quickly closes behind you once again as Ronnie goes in last with like a crack, and it just quickly closes behind him. Yeah. From the other view of the portal, the guy's like holding his hands going, ow. And you guys are now standing in the gardens of the Chosen. I guess we should re report back. It's about midday, like maybe two o'clock. No, but well, I, we should report back to the... Yeah, sure. I think so too. Like to be honest, I wanted to talk to what was the name of that creature that could I think he could read minds or something? Albedo. Yeah, I think I I'll need another session with Albedo. But I'm really concerned about did, did you guys see like did you guys feel you guys were being watched during the time travel? Yeah, now, now that you mentioned it, now things have calmed down. Yeah, that I felt that mm, too. That's uneasy. I really hope like those items are worth it because I may have fucked up something like real big. That's possible, but maybe you should just consider being a little bit more take careful with your time skip. Maybe not using it so loosely because maybe it reveals us to our enemies. Maybe. I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that I, I did it right. I'm just saying that I haven't done that before. MZ. Hmm. Make me a knowledge arcana check. So to be honest, that was bound to happen at some point, right? So I'd rather test it in a situation where we didn't have a lot to lose, you know? Because 
I guess that's a good point, but I guess now that we know, we should be more conservative. Careful. With how we use it. For sure. I'm on fire today. You're spending all your good rolls on shit stuff. What'd you get? Uh, 21. I rolled a 19. You think to yourself for a moment, as these guys are talking, they're saying, yeah, we felt something watching us, and you felt it too. And you're thinking, because uh, he asked you if anyone else knew about chronomancy, and you're thinking a lot about the astral plane and where you're from. It got your mind to start spinning in that kind of direction. And when Bordon used his magic, and then you felt suddenly a presence observing you, you do remember, you don't remember the name of the beings, but there is a race of beings that watch over the different planes of existence specifically for things like chronomancy. And you know, when they find people who've been messing with things like time, it's not always great. Okay. But you can't remember the name of them. Maybe I'll wait till later to tell the guys about that. There's no need to panic right now, but I'll let them know in a bit. The doors open up to the Chosen's Gardens, and you see Elwyn standing there. He's once more wearing those burnt orange robes, and he's looking at the lot of you guys. Ah, Death Shift. You made it back all in one piece, I see. Uh, it's, it's good to be back. Did anything interesting happen? Oh, where do we start? First of all, our mission was very successful. That's great. Yes. Yes. And that's all that happened. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ronnie, there's other... Do you want the details of our mission, or...? <laughs> Did you already inform the details to Doomsayer? Yes, we did. Yes. I'll be getting a report soon. That's all right. All right. As long as you're okay and you're safe, that's what's important. Yes, thank you. Um, I totally agree with this vision of yours, yeah. Why don't you go ahead and take the day, maybe the next, to just go and relax, go do something. You don't have to go on a big investigation. Just try to relax. Thank you. I think that would be good for all of us. Just have a chance to think about what yes. we should be doing, and just unwind. So I'll go talk to Albedo. All right. And what are the rest of you doing? I'm gonna go buy new clothes. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to MZ and see if we can go get a drink. Sure. All right. So we will start off with Borodon. So Borodon, you go and you go see Albedo. You know where his room is. He has a sign. It's in very, like, mechanical lettering. You know, like, very block on his door. It says Elbito. And when you open up this room, it's very alien. The whole room is this white, like this stark, sterile white. And everything is smooth. It's like a synthetic material almost, coating the walls, the ceiling, the floor. And the ceiling is domed. In the middle of this room, there's a single sphere that is sitting and floating. You see Albedo behind it with a number of different tentacles pointing towards it. And you just hear in your mind, Greetings, Borodon. How may I help you? Um, I may have used my time magic uh, in an unnecessary situation. And I, I don't know. I actually rewinded time. You are a historian, right? Yes, the concept of what you did kind of destroys my job. Oh, yeah, that, that's that's interesting. Sorry. And, well, actually, 
maybe it's a good thing, right? I mean, I can rewind time and maybe make things better. Have you ever heard of anybody doing exactly the same thing? I have heard a number of tales where people would rewind time. All of them have ended poorly. In what sense? The sense where they needed to learn to deal with their mistakes. And when they rewound time, they ended up causing more. More mistakes. Okay, so I think, well, it has been about two hours or two hours minus 15 minutes. So one hour and 45 and then a rewinded time. Okay, so it has been some time since I did that and nothing bad actually happened. It might not happen to you. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, so is there any way? Because that's the thing. I sort of felt like I was being watched after I rewinded time. Yes. So yes, in the sense of you knew about that? A number of powerful beings would be interested in chronomancy and who would be using it. So on a scale from 1 to 10, how much in trouble am I? Depending on the being that watched you. If it was your own god, then you should be fine. But if it was, say, an evil deity that coveted your powers, I would worry. I guess. I don't know. Do you think your god was watching you? I don't. I don't know. I mean, that that's the thing. I don't think so. Because my holy symbol, and then I show him my holy symbol. He floats closer to you. He has a crack on it now. It seems your god was watching. You think so? When a cleric's holy symbol becomes damaged, and not through physical means, through just spiritual, it means your connection to your god is damaged. Oh. This is something that you'll need to repair. It's a, it's a damage in your faith. How? I mean, I did, I did not go against him. When he gave you these powers, he probably trusted you to use them for a good purpose. Do you feel that you used them for a good purpose? I feel that I used it fairly. Then I'm not sure. Is your god a fickle god? Um... Do you find your god unjust? No. Whimsical? Chaotic? No, he's, he's actually not. So do you feel that he would make a move that would just be to spite you? I guess. Now, now I'm feeling, you know, the... I don't know, like, I should have not done what I did. But, I mean, I was just hot-headed. And I know that I shouldn't be using my powers for, you know, like, simple things. Perhaps you should reflect on this. By doing good to your god, by doing good to yourself and those around you, I'm sure it will help repair this damage that's been done. But if you continue on the path that you seem to be walking, I fear you may lose that connection to your god. I guess you're right. I, uh... The path of the cleric and the path of the paladin is a very difficult one because it's a path of faith. It's a two-way street between a deity and a person. Both parties need to be meeting one another's needs and following the same principles and guidelines. I guess you're right. I mean, it's just not easy, you know, being tossed around. And uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a, I was a prince until three months ago. 
I understand, Borodon. I watched my entire homeworld be destroyed. And then I watched the second world I called home be destroyed. Yeah, I think I used it like in a petty situation. You know what? I think I'm gonna donate like this money to to uh do, do i have a church here i mean i'm just talking asking lucas uh you would think if there was a church of dumathoin it would definitely be in like a grand library which there is one in sanctuary okay so i'll, I'll just ask albedo do you do you know if there is like a church of dumathoin here one moment you see him float back to the orb and he places two tentacles on it you see it glow for a moment and he removes his tentacles it is located in the Royal Library. It's just near the castle, at the center of the city. I think I'll go there. That would be wise. Yes. And I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you for your time. Of course. Be safe, Bordon. Thank you. Same to you. And as you leave, they just motion and the door closes behind you. Ronnie, you're buying some new threads. Buying some new threads. The old ones are too old, so I'm going to wander around until I find something that looks like a clothing store. So you wander for a bit, and as you're walking in the city, you're... Well, I don't know if Ronnie would know this, actually. I'll say it more to Kelsar and Emzy. Uh, but you do notice here and there, there are more people with those symbols, and more people just seem real happy to you. Everything seems real good. And you wander for a bit, and eventually you find this clothing store, and it speaks to you. There are so many real bright colors. There are reflective things in there. There are just stupidly big hats. Like, it's just all the real eclectic clothing gathered into one spot. And you see this dragonborn man working behind the till, and he's just sewing. And you see him sewing on some sequins onto a suit and he's just going to town all right i got this much gold plop my big thing of gold down his eyes go wide how much can i get for this much gold what do you want do you want a suit with gold on it golden gems if you could melt down this gold into a suit that would be fantastic you seem like a man of style I'm thinking, he's looking at your build, mm-hmm, I'm thinking you have suit, it's powerful, it's showing you're a big name, you're walking into a room, but here's what throws everyone off that they're not expecting, your suit has literal gold all over it, and you will shine, you will make that room yours, let's not just stop at gold though, let's use some of this gold, let's get some gems in there. Let's make you look like royalty. I, I love this. Um, I've heard that shoulder pads are real in right now. Oh, they are so in. Okay, I can't <laughs> do shoulder pads. He goes, and uh, he starts taking your measurements, and you guys are, you're talking shop. This is your thing. This guy knows you. And you're getting everything you want. So tell me, what does your crazy gold gemstone suit look like? <laughs> They're actually... Uh gold that he just tried yeah. pants looking things love it yeah um and then gold suit jacket mm-hmm. double breasted with giant shoulder pads yeah just they're looking dumb yeah. got it and uh gold uh yeah karate belt what oh 
Yeah. You got the, <laughs> I got the belt. <laughs> So he's going and he's he's getting this done. You come back. I'll have this ready for you tomorrow. Uh sounds good. <laughs> and he's just you see the fire in his eyes, the creative flair. Somebody has come to him and finally given him his mission. Somebody nobody's ever come in here and dropped a hundred gold, let alone four hundred gold. And he's just ready to make you a fucking suit. How much would be like I don't know, in dollars. <laughs> so much. No, 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 no. Like, if if it was like in dollars, you know, like in Canadian dollars, how how much would that be? Let's see. Uh, so if you think of like a loaf of bread, is like three dollars here, and that's oh. two copper, and there are a hundred copper in a gold piece, so that's in that sense uh, three three hundred. And then he has 400 times 300. Oh, it's not even that much money. Yeah. yeah. It's still, you know, but to your average place that, you know, is dealing yeah. with people dying of different things outside. But also, like, it loses none of its value because it's still gold. I'm just wearing that gold. Right. It's protected. I mean, some of it's going into getting different materials, but yeah, he still well, has gem, gold gems on Gems are gems, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's a great excuse. Gems yeah. are gems. Gems are gems. Ronnie dumped like uh, whew, like thousands of dollars towards this suit. But he'll look great. He'll look like he's fucking royalty coming from somewhere. Because a normal royal suit is like 200 gold. He just went and spent 400. He's going to be more royal than Borodon. Jeez. Jealous. Uh, my arms. My arms are gold. Oh. Wait a minute. Lucas. Yeah? I need to rush back into the store. Um, to make sure that emblazoned on the back of this suit is in gems. Jealous. <laughs> <laughs> How close is it to the ass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think it has to be across the back. <laughs> okay, just are we talking diagonal or straight across? Straight across, shoulder to shoulder. My giant shoulder pads. Leave Love it. So giant gemstones, all saying jealous on his back. That's Got like it. a tramp stamp. Right. I'm doing wrong. I'm doing Ronnie's mini blast. Just FYI. <laughs> so you guys start walking into the city, and unlike Ronnie, you guys notice this right away. You notice there's a lot more unnatural smiling faces than there were last time. You can hear people excitedly talking about a kind, old, bearded man in shabby robes helping and healing people free of charge, finding the diseased, finding the disabled, finding people who've lost limbs in battle, and just regrowing them. The streets seem to be void of any homeless that you would normally have seen when walking around. You see no beggars anywhere you go, not even buskers. MZ, I'm not being entirely truthful with you, but... We were going we to discuss what happened uh, back with Doomsayer, but, but now I'm thinking about it. Don't you notice anything weird lately? This is clearly not right. Like, everyone walking around smiling like this. Like, it's just like mm -hmm. it's just like how they were at the tavern. I'd say it's like 30% of the people you see now in town rather than like 10. Yeah. Mm. 
Okay. Maybe we should head to the bar and see if the uh, bartender knows anything. Isn't that where you guys ran into a huge problem last time? It is. So you're going to go to the Vulgar Unicorn? Yeah. Let's head to the Vulgar Unicorn. Okay. You guys head around off to the Vulgar Unicorn. And walking through, yeah, you see the streets are almost cleaner. You look around, the guards seem to be a bit more on edge. They're looking around a little bit more. You guys get up to the Vulgar Unicorn and open up the doors. Inside here, there's just a lot of happy, smiling people. Not that creepy smile. Just more like a... Like they're just having a good time. Like things seem like things are really looking up. And the lady, she's working behind the bar and she looks up. Oh, you guys again. Yeah. How are you? I'm doing a lot better. I mean, the guards came by looking for you guys just a couple weeks ago. What do you mean? Uh, looking for uh, your half-elf friend there. And kind of looking for you, I guess, a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I know what this is about. Um, I, I'm not sure. It was weird. They said that there was a, an explosion or something? I don't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, have you noticed anything different lately? We've been gone for a little bit, so uh, we're just... We've, we've noticed there wasn't any... There hasn't been any bankers since last time we were here. Any reason? Yeah, weirdest thing. There's been some guy coming around here, and he's been just healing people, helping people. Father, um... What's his name? Father, uh... Father Matt? Father... Father Mink? I don't know. Starts with an M. But, uh, yeah, he's been going around, this old guy. He's just been healing people. He looks kind of weird, but, I mean, he's a cleric of Lathander, and he's been helping out, and apparently all these homeless people got jobs. I don't know where, but somewhere. Hmm. Yeah. Um, do you want a drink? Um, I think I want my wits about me right now. Something just doesn't feel right. Okay. The, does this uh, bar serve food? You got it. Yeah. What would you like? Uh, what do you got? I'm, I'm starving. Uh, right now we got a bit of a stir fry made up Ooh. from a few people who brought in some pretty goods Ooh. from our farmlands over there to the west. Oh. Stir fry sounds delicious. I'll have one of those, please. All right, perfect. And yourself? Uh, I don't mean to be rude, but uh, are you a hobgoblin? Or uh, I'm not sure what you are. Uh, my friend over here. Don't worry about me. And no, I don't want anything. And how much was it for the stir fry? It'll be a silver. All right. Sounds good. And did you want anything to drink? Uh, no. I like uh, my friend said. Yeah, we should keep our wits about. Okay. I'll give her a two silver as a tip. Oh, I appreciate it. Not a problem. She hands you over a plate, and it's got a number of mixed veggies and a bit of meat in there and uh, a pile of rice. Oh, oh, God, it's been ages since I had a decent meal. <sighs> I'm just uh, sitting there watching everyone. Where's just this, kinda... uh, where's this last, last time this, uh, where's this um, priest at? Versus preset. Versus uh, priest normally. Uh, is, where's he normally located? Oh, uh, well, he's around in the maze a lot, uh, and I heard he he goes into our farmlands a bit. Uh, sanctuary is divided by a river in the middle, and on the left side of the river, there's a lot of farmlands, poorer residential, a graveyard, a horse track, just a lot of like bigger open area. Whereas the right side of the river is where a lot of the nobles live, middle class, and in the maze. Also, another area for the lower class. Oh, okay. Oh, this is so good. Uh, well, I'm glad you like it. Uh, so you've been eating rations for a while. 
Oh god, you, you uh, let me tell you about rations. They, uh, they, they taste like, they taste like if crap took a crap, and then that crap ate that crap, and then became more crap. That's what rations taste like. Oh, well then, <laughs> that's something. Yeah, so you have no idea how much of a godsend this is. Uh, MZ, you notice you're getting a few looks. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's because you're a Githyanki or what, but a lot of people are... Every so often they're glancing over at you and glancing away and just talking. Yeah, I'm just uh, kind of uneasy. Oh. I'm keeping an eye on people, keeping an eye on where their hands are, things like that. Almost anticipating a fight to break out any second, but... You guys are sitting there, and Kelsar's just scarfing down this food, and you're just really tense. The blood in your skin, you could feel it move around because you can manipulate it, so it's like it keeps pooling at the, your palms of your hands. Like it just wants to spring forward into blades. You look around, you can't help but feel all these eyes on you. And suddenly the door opens, and there's a young man, and he marches in right towards you and Kelsar. Uh, he's like shuffling around in a messenger bag. Are you guys Death Shift? Are you here to interrupt my meal? Yes. Then we're not uh, that stiff. Got... Oh, no. Oh. He looks over at you, MZ. You're not Death Shift? And he's holding on to a letter. Take the letter out of his hand. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so that is from... Sorry, that's from Lord Eimer Orlick. He's one of the lords in Sanctuary. He's requesting a meeting with you. Oh. Eimer Orlick. Hmm. Who is he? Oh, he's one of the nobles of Sanctuary. He's an up-and-coming... He's the younger son, of course, uh, but he leads a very powerful protection group for the prince. Okay. But he seeks an audience with you today. All right, well... Uh, I need to get going. I need to go deliver this letter to the rest of your members. All right. Have a good one. You see, he pulls out a little compass, and he looks at it, and then he runs out the door. So, um... What do you think, MZ? Should we head out to see him? Or maybe we should get more info? Yeah, let's go. Sounds like the others will show up eventually. I'm just about done. So, Ronnie, you just finished giving this guy the last directions for your amazing suit that you are elated about. And as you're stepping out, suddenly this young man comes running up to you and he's looking pretty out of breath. Are you, uh... Are you Ronnie O'Connell from Death Shift? Sure am. Perfect. I have a letter. Uh, one of the nobles of Sanctuary wants to meet with you today. Imer Orlick. Uh, okay. Is that all it says? Uh, yeah, it has the address on it. I can't read that address, dude. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. Um, oh, oh god. Is, do I have your permission to open it for you? Uh, yeah, and then if you could just, uh, show me where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> Why don't... Oh, okay. And so he goes and he opens up the letter and he's like reading it to himself. He's like, follow me, sir. And he starts leading you along. Thanks. Bordon, you're making your way towards the Royal Library. Mm-hmm. You've heard from a few people in Albito where it is, so you can see the castle from pretty much anywhere where you're in the city. So it's easy to find. 
and you're walking towards it when a young man runs up to you, winded out of breath. Are you, uh, Borodon from Death Shift? Um, who wants to know? I have a delivery for you, a letter. Yes, that's me. So he hands out the letter. It's from Ira Orlick, uh, a noble of Sanctuary. He wishes to have a meeting with you today and the rest of Death Shift. Do you have an idea what this meeting is about? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. No, I'm just a delivery man. I just finished walking the, the half-elf there. Okay. Help. You mean Ronnie? Uh, yes, Ronnie O'Connell, sir. Okay. Do you know if he's going straight to, like, the meeting? Uh, he should be already there, sir. Okay. Um, are you going to go back to, like, where the meeting is placed? Um, no, sir. I've already delivered the letter to Kelsar and MZ and Ronnie, and now I'm going to go back to uh, my place of business. Okay. There's more letters that have to be delivered. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you very much. Of course, sir. And I, I, I give him, like, uh, a gold coin. I really appreciate this. Thank you. Especially since I'm behind since I have to lead the half-off there. Apparently he can't read, sir. I know. <laughs> it's such a burden. <laughs> he looks a little shocked and goes, uh, right, sir. Okay, sir. Thank you. And he kind of does like an awkward bow to you, and then he quickly runs off doing like this just winded run. And as you guys are all going and looking down at this letter, you see in very fancy scrawl, it's telling you where to go. And once you're reading it, you watch as the lettering disappears in the letter. And then just appears this symbol of a black snake surrounded by a black circle. Well, travelers, I'm pretty broke now, but that was a good one, wouldn't you say? We got to see Ronnie go purchase a new suit, and my goodness, I... Even if you look, a royal outfit is only around 200 gold pieces, so if you think about it, Ronnie is like double royalty, which is just crazy for me to think about. And everybody else has so much on their mind. And not to mention, when they have just a simple person come up to them saying, Are you Death Shift? Oh my goodness, they're so wary. Of course, except Ronnie, but I mean, that's a given, right? Water is wet. But, travelers, I do hope you enjoyed coming around this time, and... And enjoying this nice time that we've had together. You've all been so supportive and made us feel just so darn good at making this podcast. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of your your contributions, your shout-outs, your every little thing. Just saying hi, even it just it feels great. Thank you so much, travelers. And if you want to, you know, throw some more help our way. Why don't you go ahead and top on to the old iTunes and shove us a review. We would really appreciate that, Travelin. We'll give it a little shout out here on the old Tales with Wingover. Also, if you're looking for a little bit of extra audio content, you're like, Gee, Wernickers, I just wish I had more of Death Shift and all the other crazy things that happens. Then pop on over to our Patreon. There's lots of great things there, and anything that you contribute helps us get cool things like artwork and uh, new things for, like magic items to help us record these things so you can listen to them at any time of the day. Just cool things like that, you know, and it helps a lot, a lot Traveler. So, goodness, I guess I have to go try to talk to a judge and see if I can fight this this charge and see if I can get at least brought down to 300 gold, because 500, my goodness, I only have so much money. Alright, travelers, well, I'm off to the court. I bid you adieu.
Nerd, do you like Dungeons and Dragons? Of course you do. Do you like people with New Zealand accents? Of course you do again. Well, what if we told you there was a podcast that did both of those things in equal measure? Guess what? Here is. Wake up, bucko. It's called The Fate of Ison. And it's your new favourite tabletop role-playing podcast. Except for the one you're obviously already listening to, which is awesome, by the way. I'm Brad, the DM or Dungeon Master, and here's the Apple Squadeth, the heroes of our tale. Hello, I'm Ben I'm a barbarian blood hunter. I'm a blood, death, mutilation, mayhem, chaos, friendship, and a nice sharp cheddar. Played by Oliver Scripps. Hi, I'm Jules, and I play Marley Craft, a saxophone-playing half-elf bard who is looking for her family while saving the world of Ison. Hi, I'm uh, Trestlespoon. I'm a, a rogue gnome. Uh, I like nice walks and cool evenings in the autumn uh, and spending time killing things, which seems a bit out of character, but it is who I am. I'm played by a human. Uh, I'm played by Josh Kingsford. Together, we roll dice, laugh a lot, and tell a surprisingly compelling tale about a plucky group of weirdos. Hey, who are you calling a weirdo? Who gets swept up in a quest to quote-unquote save the world of ice and... There's action, excitement, and there's a lot of apples. Seriously, there's way too many apples. It's uh, it got way out of proportion. Weird as my mother's top lip. Join us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcast action. The Fate of Ison. New episodes every Sunday. Get with it. See you there. That'll do.